Hi, nice to be with you on this Saturday morning. This is Money Talk Extra on Radio 3 with me, Peter Lewis. On today's programme, we're going to find out why more than half of Hong Kongers have financial regrets. Jimmy Lam will speak to a district councillor to hear about her financial plans. Finally, I'll talk to the winner of the 2019 MPF Scheme of the Year to find out about their philosophy towards managing your pension money. Please get in touch with your suggestions and questions by email, moneytalk at rthk.hk, or go to our Facebook page, Money Talk Extra, on RTHK Radio 3. A recent survey conducted by the Investor and Financial Education Council found that over half of Hong Kong adults have financial regrets. The IFEC surveyed 688 Hong Kong adults aged 18 to 69 years old via face-to-face interviews. To tell me about the results of the survey, I'm joined now by David Kneebone, General Manager, Investor and Financial Education Council. Good morning, David. Good morning again, Peter. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Um, Tell me about what sort of financial regrets people have. (laughs) Well, it tends to to centre around uh, setting goals and missing them or not setting goals at all. So about one in two adults have set financial goals. Unfortunately, many are for the short term. But it's uh, in terms of regrets, those that may be set and missed out on, on things they'd hoped for, there's three key themes overspending, which is not really unexpected in one of the most expensive cities in the world. But also um, uh, there can be uh, issues around retirement and not setting retirement plans and missing investment opportunities. And I think missing investment opportunities is an interesting one because people uh, start the year sometimes with the thoughts that they will look for other opportunities to broaden their their asset portfolio. And they get to the end of the year and they just haven't done what they thought they could do. You said one in two people have financial regrets. Um, that suggests that about half of people don't make any financial plans at all. That's true. But the good news is that 53% do. So right. <laughs> well, we need to get um, that number up. We do. And, of course, we would always prefer that people considered planning in, in uh, several different ways. Short-term planning for the next six months up to three years. Beyond that, three to five years. And then further out. Think 10 years out. And if you can, and we encourage people to do this all the time, go 25. 30 years out. The way you stick to those goals then becomes the issue. And that's a challenge for some. We encourage you to not just think about it, but note it down. Now, that Mm. may be on paper. It may be in the notes section of your mobile phone. It could be anywhere. Plus, talk to others about it and tell others, particularly those in your household, that um, these are the goals you've set, be they for the short, mid and long term. And then set yourself reminders to look for them and look back at, at what you said you'd do. Now, we've heard some really bizarre circumstances for some people in Hong Kong as to how they do that. There is no wrong answer, ranging from, as I've already mentioned, alerts on mobile phones through mm-hmm. the lipstick on a mirror. It doesn't matter how you do it. It just matters to do it. Now, according to your survey, out of those people that do set financial goals, about half of them say they then have delays in achieving those goals. So what are the common reasons why people go and postpone those goals or sometimes give up on them altogether? And this is a really key conversation about being realistic when you set goals, because often the circumstances that occur that we weren't planning for. If I took the group that were born, say, post-70s, they're in their 40s now, they're the group that's under most pressure financially from some perspectives. Mm -hmm. They've got children's expenses right through to often assisting their parents financially. So there can be a number and a broad range of unexpected financial circumstances that can throw their budget or their plans 
off kilter. Um, we're in a very expensive city, as has already been noted, and that itself can bring forward a number of unexpected uh some would say opportunities, others would say surprises. Um, making sure you've got an adequate emergency fund, making sure that you're prepared for the worst and making sure that you're extremely honest with yourself and your family about what should be in your budget uh, and what um, should be in your, your possible plans going through the year is really, really key. We've come across many circumstances where people have set a budget, but they haven't necessarily been honest about the fact that they mm. like to spend $1,000 a week on the horses. <laughs> Put it in. It's important. Now, mm. you don't necessarily – maybe there's a discretionary fund that you and your partner have where you agree in a, a figure. Agreeing the figure is what's important, not agreeing the figure and then going back to get more from the pot. So to try and help people achieve their goals, not have financial regrets, there's something important going on. This is Hong Kong Money Month, isn't it? Can you tell us a bit about that? Certainly. We're in the middle of Hong Kong Money Month. 93 different events through the month of March with nearly 40 different organisations. So the theme of Money Month is Act Now. And really we're talking about encouraging people to take some steps, particularly those that the 47% of Hong Kongers that haven't uh, seen the value in setting financial goals to date. So we encourage people to look online. There's a variety of sources, including our own site, the tunfamily.hk, to look at, at individual tools that would help with budgeting, retirement planning, um, wedding worksheets. There's a variety of different things there. Through Money Month and look at moneymonth.hk, you'll see a plethora of opportunities to attend seminars, to attend online forums, to get a lot of uh, written and unwritten content in regards to a variety of money money related issues. I think what we're encouraging people to do more than anything is take action, particularly around planning. But of course, money can mean <coughs> take action around a, a whole variety of things, from insurance through debt management, through investing, through risk. If you don't have a will. Use this as a time to get a will. If you don't have enduring power of attorney, use it as a chance to get enduring power of attorney. What we're really trying to do is draw attention in one collective period to the variety of things that Hong Kongers can do to give themselves a sense of financial well-being. Are Hong Kongers feeling stressed out about their finances in general? Are you finding that? It depends on what your income and your wealth level is. Um, there's, uh, as we know, nearly 20% of Hong Kongers live in hardship or poverty. When you look at over 65s, that number jumps to nearly a third of that group, depending on which survey you look at. So there's a number of people that are extremely stressed. There are people in vulnerable sectors that are even more stressed. I don't know how domestic helpers survive on $4,500 per month, but they do. Um, there's, illegal, um, there's legal immigrants that are surviving on a lot less. Mm. Um, there are people in a variety of situations that don't um, receive the support that they would do if they were in another developed economy. They're in Hong Kong, their home, and so we need to all make sure, as fellow Hong Kongers, we support them. And I pay tribute to the many, many NGOs in this town who are constantly looking out for the welfare of people. So it sounds like there's a difference across demographics as well then. It seems to be that um, people who are older, maybe the baby boomers, they're, they're feeling the pressure even more at the moment. 
Uh, yes, they are, and we're also we're very conscious, particularly with those over sixty-five, as uh, that are being preyed on. To be honest, the as we've talked about in, in prior interviews, the frauds and scams that mm. the elderly in Hong Kong are targeted with are, are uh, many, and we need to all do what we can to assist those around us, and encourage conversation around what could, um, what we could all do to help people. David, thank you very much indeed. A pleasure. Thank you. That's David Nebo, General Manager of the Investor and Financial Education Council.